Well, hello there. It is um, January 15th, and this is the January look-see. Um, and and before I, I really go into the look-see, which is a little bit longer than usual, um, I want to emphasize something that very few people want to take responsibility for, and that is the fact that we create our own future. We aren't just innocent bystanders and we aren't helpless victims putting up with whatever happens in government or finances, food, education, health, relationships, or any other Johnny-come-lately situation. Um, for example, we don't just one day wake up and discover, oh, we're married. We meet someone. We talk to them, pursue them. We ask them to marry us. We live with them for a while. We adjust ourselves to fit them. And when we no longer fit, we get a divorce and move on. The biggest reasons for divorce are that one of the partners outgrows the other, or one of you discovers something bad about the other. So, you know, maybe they're unethical in their business and they're trying to avoid being caught. Maybe they're sleeping with other people. Maybe they're violent and abusive. Whatever it is, the relationship is over, and it's over by choice. After a period of sadness and sometimes recriminations and blame, we settle up. And then suddenly the world looks new and exciting again. And we start fresh. So that's kind of the situation we're in right now. And, and it's really important that uh, the future, future we create is our relationship with ourselves. We're creating our future relationship with all of those things. Government, finance, food, education, all of it. We are responsible for what unfolds and what we create. So if we don't like it, why would we stay and keep going? Reality is very fluid. You've heard me say this every time. Reality is very, very fluid. And we are meant to keep changing and growing in a very dynamic fashion in order to evolve ourselves into a more expansive consciousness. The consciousness that has more options. You know, lots more ways of living and being. So the look-see is a brief look at what's happening each month and where the big trends are headed. Because reality changes according to what we're doing with our consciousness, whether we want to take responsibility for not. And that is exactly the reason for looking ahead. So that if we don't like what we see, we can either prepare or make appropriate changes. In addition, you know, if we see something we don't like, or we do like, we can put some extra attention on that outcome and help it along. So this is uh, why it's important to look ahead and assess where are we going and whether or not we need to do something different. So with that said, 
let me start with uh, January 15th to February 15th. Um, so I started out this number one. I was wondering, well, how are we doing as a planet? And decided, you know, I was going to wander around and just look at different places um, and what was going on, see what was happening. I often get questions regarding where can I go that it's safe and there's no craziness. However, there's nowhere to run anymore. We created this, this whole situation, and we have to face it and fix it. And we can. There is great unrest all around the globe. Tensions are high in China, the US, Canada, Brazil, France, Spain, Germany, Italy, Austria, Poland, Afghanistan, Kazakhstan, in fact, all of the stands, Israel, Iran, Iraq, Saudi Arabia, Egypt, Norway, Turkey, Pakistan, Taiwan, Korea, Holland, Belgium, Switzerland, Kenya, Qatar, South Africa, and other places too numerous to mention. As the look-see proceeded, actually, I ended up taking a deeper tour of a few of those countries. So this look-see really has more of a, a global flavor than some of the others. Okay. Number two, when I asked, what's coming our way in the next month? The first thing I saw was the word disruption in big capital letters. When I tried to dig in a little deeper, there were a variety of disruptions. And they were ranging from the more personal sort of disruption caused by unexpected deaths and disabilities in the family to the public disruption of something going on in the Trump team that didn't go quite right and ended up dividing us further to what looked like planetary disruptions. And those included earthquakes, volcanoes, and big national disruptions or questions. Um, number three, when looking at the political situation, instead of left versus right or Dems, Democrats versus Republicans, it looked like the Republicans had split into two groups or camps. And now there are three groups in the US that are disagreeing with one another you know, about how we should proceed. Number four, there is new information, it looked like lots of it, um, leaking out about the cabal, money laundering, child sex trafficking, blackmail, the coronavirus plot the jab plot, bribery payments, and political corruption. But people seem to ignore it. It looked like the truthers uh, feel like they've heard it all before. They already know all that. And those who usually ignore such news as, oh, that's just conspiracy theory, um, they're everybody's thinking that perhaps the people spinning these 
uh, conspiracy theories or these stories about the information coming out are getting carried away to the point of ridiculousness. So everybody's ignoring the information. And overall, the feeling of many people um, is one of helplessness. It's a feeling of, I don't know what I can do about that. So there's a general perception on all sides that things are reaching a point of no return. But at this time, very little happens except some shock and some frozen responses. So it looked like there was a lot of information coming out. Like, wow. Uh, number five, the Vatican is under tremendous pressure, and I've seen this before, <laughs> because of information and details revealed, as mentioned just above. And then we don't hear anything. Number six, the Canadian government goes too far. Blowback begins in Quebec in the east. And to a lesser extent, uh, between Calvary and Vancouver in the West, Vancouver was actually too busy dealing with bad weather to care about what was coming out of Ottawa. I mean, they were just like, Psh, who cares? Uh, number eight, talk of war keeps coming up. Uh, between Russia and the U.S., but when I went to look at Russia, Russia did not want war. They're actively trying to avoid it. Number nine, there's a slow-growing chaos in the banking system. And I was watching the banking sector go down, and it was kind of like watching a dinosaur uh, walking along, and then it stops. And then it stalls out toward the end of January. And then it drops to its knees the first half of February. And then to its belly the last half of February. And then it keeled over in March. There were some convulsions in April and it died in May. I was like, oh my gosh. So, um, you know, keep your eyes open. Keep your eye on your money. Uh, number 10, food and food security came up almost every month throughout this look-see. So for this period of time, grocery store shelves seemed okay. But there was this looming, uh-oh, feeling. Uh, there was Some things were in short supply again, and there were limits placed on what people could buy. But everything was going along fairly decently. Uh, number 11, the uh, recent Supreme Court ruling that said Biden's uh, jab mandate for private businesses was unlawful um, looks like the first ruling in a string of court losses countering the mandates. Now, this is something that I saw last month in which the courts are used to sort of back away from the jab and the mandates. It looks like those who have been pushing the whole COVID story, the masks, the lockdowns, and the mandates are realizing they're losing. 
They don't want to admit this, however, so they're backing away quietly, letting the courts, quote, rule against them and hoping it looks like they're only moving away from the coronavirus narrative because of the courts. Not because they're afraid of what they see coming at them. <sighs> Number 12. Uh, there were various walkouts or strikes here and there across the U.S. by teachers, a few medical people, some truck drivers, some sanitation workers, travel workers, and others. But it looks like none of these are well organized, they aren't coordinated, and the effect is negligible for quite some time yet. And it's like they're sending a message, but nobody's listening, except the others in their particular group. Number 13, uh, the, the January 23rd protest march in Washington, D.C. to, quote, defeat the mandates, end quote, is barely covered by the mainstream media, except to note that it was greatly hampered by bad weather or storms or something like that, that kept people home. Um, okay, I, I, hope, I hope it's good weather. <laughs> okay, number 14. There's still very little understanding on the part of many people that jobs, all kinds of jobs, are going away because the big corporations are going to be shutting down to it's a slow shutdown but still jobs continue to go away uh, because of what's happening in the big corporations um, and they'll continue to go away and so there's a serious need for people to shift their thinking their planning and their efforts to stay up to date with skills and you have to stay up to date with the time you live in i've said this before you know, if you're making covered wagons, you're probably out of business at this point in time. That's not what we need in, the, in today's world, in today's time. So educate yourself. Um, get better in terms of using computers. That's so important. Those are the tools of the future. And think in terms of creating your own business and therefore having control over your own time your own money, and your own life. Okay? You don't need to be the size of a corporation in order to make a living on your own. It's more than possible. Uh, okay, number 15. Uh, the government <laughs> limps on, but nothing in Washington, D.C. is working. All of the decisions, all of the vital stuff that governments are responsible for doing look like it was coming out of the Rocky Mountains. It's as if Biden, Harris, Pelosi, the representatives, and the senators are putting on a vaudeville or vaudeville show designed to be entertaining or at least distracting. Trying to keep people carrying on with the old system until they can reorganize and get the new one set up, but I don't think that's going to happen. 16. I've kept an eye on schools throughout 20 and 20, 2021, 2020 and 2021, 
and the disruption to schools continues. And all through this coming year, 2022, teachers walk out and then go back and then walk out and then threaten to quit. School boards in many places don't know who to listen to anymore. And it never occurs to them to listen to themselves and what they think makes sense. Or listen to the people they're serving. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> They're afraid of losing government money. And so they keep bowing to the pressure coming from the feds. Unfortunately, this third year of uncertainty, arguments, and pressures is the last straw for many. The past two years have fostered a lot of thought, deep thought, a lot of private discussion, and people are looking around for alternatives. So I was kind of jumping the gun here by looking at the fall, but it looks like a lot of teachers just do not go back to the classroom. Schools, it looked like some schools were being shut down. They were telling people, if you want to send your child to school, you have to drive over there. <sighs> we'll see. Number 17, the topic of manufacturing came up. And at first, I thought it would be a boring topic. So I was going to just skip it, move on without taking a look. But then I thought, well, let's just take a minute to look and see if anything's going on there. And I was really surprised. It was as if I was looking at the inside of a beehive of activity, except that the beehives were garages. And small shops scattered everywhere across every nation. It wasn't just the U.S. It was the, Europe, Africa, Asia, the U.S., South America, um, everywhere. And uh, those shops and garages were just buzzing with activity, ideas, trying this or that. They were collaborating. They were communicating, experimenting, etc. So since I used to be an engineer, and, and I know a little bit about manufacturing, I had the instant thought, oh, wow, there's going to be a whole new uh, wave, whole new wave or line or, you know, bunch of products, businesses, and technologies popping up over the next two to three years. Like, whoa, <laughs> bring it on. Um. Okay, uh, number 18, I went to look at silver, but I couldn't see anything. I couldn't see anything except a bunch of rocks and cliffs. And I'm looking at this, and after a minute, I thought, well, is this the Grand Canyon? Because I could see this very deep gorge. And then I heard the words, too soon, just as there was some kind of an explosion um, I wasn't sure what any of that meant, so I moved on and thought, you know, well, look again somewhere over the next few weeks, but, um, you know, or, or maybe even later in the look-see, but it was uh, the feeling that I had was uh, something big explodes and creates this giant chasm around silver. Number 19. 
Uh, the death toll uh, in the U.S. continues to rise. Uh, deaths are blamed on the virus, but the real reason for the increase is the, uh, the V-shot, the jab. So many people still believe the mainstream reports. And I had this thought that a, a lot of people were getting to the point of they didn't care where the report was coming from. It was that the main thing was people are dying. That's what they were caring about. They didn't care about VAERS and, you know, all that stuff. Uh, and the last one in January, February is number 20. There are lots of reports of people being hospitalized, and these uh, reports appear to be true. People are trying to sneak into hospitals to see their loved ones, um, and that causes problems for the hospitals. But the problems are really the result of the inhumane rules restricting visitors. And at a point that we should be practicing great compassion, hospitals are stoking the fires of anger that will soon consume them. There is a wave of trouble coming at the medical system that is huge. And it worries me because a couple of my kids are involved in that. Uh, okay, let's move on February 15th to March 15th, 2022. Number 21, uh, Russia came up again, and Russia does not want war, but they decide that if they have to fight, they will. And they're not going to hold back. They're not going to pull any punches. They have the attitude that the first thing they'll do will be to take out the cabal strongholds in Switzerland and Ukraine, and they're going to try and rid the world of corruption. And their second goal will be NATO headquarters. And it wasn't just headquarters, it was installations also came up. So I have no idea where those are. But uh, Number 22, uh, the airlines continue to complain about 5G wireless interfering with their flight stuff and their communications in flight and their equipment on the plane. But nobody's listening. <laughs> it's like, ah. Um, it looks like 5G lingers for a while. But, you know, I kept looking at that thinking, why are we doing that? Why are we? Yeah. Um, so it lingers for a while, I think. But um, several times when I get to worrying about 5G, I go looking ahead and I see something that suddenly supersedes 5G. By a lot, a lot. And all of those satellites put up by Elon Musk and his SpaceX company become a massive amount of space junk. And uh, the whole 5G thing and, uh, you know, communication by satellites, that, that creates huge problems for us in the future. Uh, okay, enough there. 23. Um, this, uh, this was kind of a surprise. There's secret talk that Hollywood may cancel the, Ac the Academy Awards. And even if they don't, the whole Hollywood culture looks like it's over. 
and there's a whole new approach to movie making. The remaining studios look like they downsize, number one, um, and they're looking for new kinds of scripts. Um, they're hiring unknown actors, making films on a shoestring budget, and trying to figure out what will people watch. Like, wow, I could tell them what people would watch, but I'm not going to. <laughs> Number 24, uh, Black Lives Matter movement came up and it looked like it was disintegrating into chaos. Um, some of the people that were involved in it are feeling so used. Um, there's a lot of resentment there. Uh, number 25, Mexico, oh, this, I had to chuckle at this. Mexico is becoming a haven, a refuge from the storm going on in the U.S. Um, looked like the people who are going to Mexico for vacations end up deciding, heck, man, I'm going back home selling my house and I'm coming down here. They end up moving to Mexico. Like, whoa. Okay. Uh, number 26. In some locations, uh, there are shortages of food, repair parts, and various supplies, and this situation is getting worse. Uh, have a little bit of stock, you guys. Number 27. Japan has not only taken a stand against the coronavirus narrative, they are taking a stand against the globalists and that whole system. After 80 years of being controlled by the cabal, they see freedom on the horizon and they are very excited. Like, wow, I, you know, you see some things and, and you realize, have we been oppressing them for 80 years since Pearl Harbor? It looked like that. So, uh, number 28. Uh, ooh, the deep state operatives who were most visible to the public begin paying clones exorbitant amounts of money to stand in for them. Some of these deep staters then leave the planet. Now, I know a lot of people don't know how much interplanetary travel is going on among those who have access to that. But let me tell you, it is. So they are fleeing in the face of defeat. The clones are left holding the bag. And there's an effort to cover up this information, but some of it leaks out anyway, and it creates a very serious legal dilemma down the road regarding guilt for crimes against humanity. How can you prosecute someone for pretending to be someone else? How can you prosecute someone for decisions they never made and actions they never carried out? Okay, number 29. Uh, China was making a good effort uh, to keep moving ahead and putting up a good front. But behind the scenes, things didn't look very good. 
when I went to look at what was happening in Shanghai, Beijing, and Wuhan, a picture appeared in which the tall buildings in those cities were leaning like the leaning tower of Pisa. And I had the impression that things were about to fall down in China. And as I was leaving China, I picked up a, something that I thought was an earthquake in some place called Shanxi, S-H-A-N-X-I, maybe Shanxi. Um, it looked kind of serious. Okay. Number 30. Uh, there's a surge in the number of people coming over the southern border of the U.S. It's like all those people coming in are going to be so sorry that they came here. Uh. Um, okay, number 31. Uh, I went to look at Brazil, um, and it's going through almost all the same stuff the U.S. is going through. Coronavirus narratives everywhere. Athletes being put on the sidelines because they won't get the jab. Arguments about whether or not children should be given the, the jab, the V-shot. The economy faltering. Uh, Omicron supposedly spreading. Crops suffering from bad weather or drought. Talk about a former president returning. It looked like Lula, President Lula returning and a, just a whole lot of meaningless drivel and trivia being dished out by the media. My thought was, well, they're no better off than we are. So then I, I thought, well, let me look around a little more. This is how I got started looking at the various countries. Number 32, Australians continue to be pushed, pressured, threatened, and harassed. And, and I should add, fined. Um, they are only just now beginning to stand up and push back. This is February 15th to March 15th. It's like, come on, you guys. Um, there are still a couple of months of what I thought were pretty severe difficulty yet. But as I look forward to the end of May and June, into June, it looks like the Australian government gets the wind knocked right out of it. And, and literally, it was like a... <laughs> Um, and, and a sudden collapse of the whole narrative. So this brings some relief, but the struggle isn't over because then a power struggle ensues. Who's going to be in charge and who's going to say what is? Uh, okay, number 33. Uh, Germany, I went to look at Germany, was almost as bad as Australia, maybe in some ways worse. Uh, and the effort to push the coronavirus narrative has reached the point of being surreal. It's like, oh, wow. There seemed to be no other conversation going on in Germany except that of the, the, the virus narrative. And the population was even more fearful than the people in America. I, I was just like, holy cow. Um, pretty rough in Germany. Number 34. Um, I went to look at what was happening in England, and um, England was surprisingly refreshing compared to Germany and Australia. Um, there was really a great diversity in the public conversation, 
And I thought that diversity was provided by their ever-present love-hate relationship with the royal family and all that gossip and those stories. <laughs> um, the Islamic population was surprisingly candid in their views and struck me as pretty savvy about what was going on. Um, there was gossip about Trump and what was happening in America was everywhere. Um, there was also this attitude that I would call, okay, Sarah, Sarah, you know, whatever will be, will be. And that was the attitude toward the coronavirus and the lockdowns and the mandates and all of that. So um, I was kind of surprised. I was pleased. Uh, so then I went from there to India, number 35. India reminded me of Mexico and Japan. They were not drinking the coronavirus Kool-Aid at all. They were too busy looking ahead. They were caught up in research. Uh, they were much more flexible than China and, um, and, and much more flexible than the U.S. or any of the other countries. In fact, they appeared to be actively looking for a way to move past the entire globalist narrative and move fully into the new millennium. I also saw some secret research in tandem with China. It's like, oh, what's that about? <laughs> I didn't stop to go poking around, but I saw it. Um, okay, so that's the last of uh, February 15 to March 15. So um, let's go March 15 to April 15, 2022, number 36. Uh, when I went to look at the Federal Reserve Banks and the Bank of International Settlements, I actually had a small vision. And it was as if I was looking through this jagged hole in a very large walnut shell. Just, you know, ordinary walnut like you, you know, get at Christmas time in your stocking or something like that. Anyway, the nut inside was gone. And I had the brief impression that a rocket or a mortar shell had destroyed the walnut shell during a war in Europe. So all of that is symbolic. It's all the language of energy. And what it says is that the Fed and the BIS, the Bank of International Settlements, are now nothing but a shell. The nut is both the money and the power that they once had, and that nut is gone. The shell is still standing, but there was some kind of war, and that war destroyed them. I thought that was uh, like, oh, wow, okay. Number 37. Oh, the stock market was slowly going down and kept going down. It's just like, eh, 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 eh. there was no big crash. It just kept going down. Uh, number 38, in spite of the chip shortages, the car companies are moving ahead with their plans to build electric cars and to completely phase out the gasoline engine. And they're selling gas-powered cars pretty cheap. Yeah. Two for one, not quite, but number 39, uh, the infra infrastructure bill in the U.S. and 
the Belt and Road Project put together by China are both stalled. China uh, continues to have difficulty with its people um, and with those countries with which it made some really lopsided and unfair deals. And some of those people that they made unfair deals with are backing out or saying, no, we're not doing that, or they're changing the terms. They want to renegotiate. China's like, bah. So, um, number 40. When I went to look at cryptos, I heard the old saying, and I've heard this a couple times before, steady as she goes, steady as she goes. Um, the cryptos looked like they were waffling back and forth, but they were staying in the same range. Um, but to me, it looked like they were um, holding their own in the face of really big changes going on all around. So, and I also had, I stayed with it a little bit and I thought, oh, they're going up now. So that was into May, June. Uh, number 41. It looked like there was a big snafu in the supply lines all through the Western world. So, oh, uh oh. Um, a lot of food, clothing, hardware, and everyday stuff was really slow to be delivered, if at all. People are planting gardens everywhere. Only China and Russia seem to be okay in terms of feeding themselves. Look like everybody else is on their own. And this gives another boost to the emptying out of the cities. People in the cities are, they're realizing um, nothing's coming. Nothing's being delivered. Where do I go? So, number 42. Um, Trump continues to hold rallies and recommend various people for governor of this or representative of that. But there's been no addressing of the 2020 election and what happened there. Skipping ahead, I had to go look and see, okay, so what? <laughs> um, and it appears that the 2022 elections will go forward and nothing will change. Then I went to 2024 um, to see what was happening with the elections there, and they went forward, and then shortly after that, there was war. It's like, I was, and I thought the, the feeling was that we had put off war for a long time, but I was, was coming because of something that happened in the 2024 election. And people were saying we're not having it. Uh, number 43. Uh, Saudi Arabia came up and there were two things I noticed. One was that the kingdom was very somber. It was like dead quiet. Like nothing happening there. And people like waiting for the other shoe to drop. I'm not sure what that shoe was. Um, I wasn't sure if somebody had died or if the monarchy was utterly depressed. Um, but the other thing I picked up was uh, like a coming tsunami of change in their women. And I had the thought, watch out, boys. 
all the social preaching and religious teaching in the world is not going to help. Okay. Uh, number 44. Uh, it looked like Taiwan had an earthquake. And just the way that it came to me, I wasn't sure if that was symbolic or literal. Um, you don't have an earthquake, so to speak. You are subject to an earthquake. And, and my thought was, is that a political earthquake? You know, what is that? Is that a financial earthquake? What is it? Um, so we'll just have to watch and see. Uh, number 45. Uh, some of the truth about what has been happening in Antarctica comes out. And this moves the whole population of the planet a little bit closer to the understanding and acceptance of the extraterrestrial presence on the planet. And I probably should say the extraterrestrial presences. Um, people are, I hope, soon going to understand that we are not alone. Not even a little bit. Um, okay. Um, there's a lot that has happened in Antarctica. And, and uh, you know, there's a lot of gossip, but there's some very interesting facts that are out there. Uh, number 46. Um, oh, the, the Facebook fad appears to be fading just a bit. But Twitter is going strong. Um, and, and I had the thought that in the same way that MySpace was replaced by I think by Facebook, Facebook is going to be replaced by Twitter and something else is coming that's going to replace Twitter. <laughs> that was the perception. Um, some months ago, I saw lawsuits coming toward these two social media giants. And those still look like they're coming. But now there appear to be some really ferocious, and I do mean ferocious, uh, negotiations that are taking place in the background of those, uh, those social media corporations around a sale or some kind of takeover or a complete and total reorganization or something that will head off any lawsuits. It's like, let us take ourselves apart instead of getting attacked and, you know, being divvied up by the government. Which, you know, I looked at that and thought, what government? <laughs> okay. Uh, number 47. Um, now, mind you, we're, I'm looking at what's happening March 15th um, to April 15th. Okay. And what comes up is February 19th. And I'm like, I already passed that. So since I was already looking at the March-April period, I wasn't sure what the February 19th thing was about, so I'm just mentioning it. Um, but there, with that date came something about Joe Biden. Um, I wasn't sure what. Um, so I thought maybe something happened around February 19th involving Biden that we are very belatedly thinking about or responding to. I'm not sure. We'll just have to watch. And the last one, 
uh, number 48, um, we enter a long period of being very, very busy with life, trying to make our world work, trying to make sure we have food, trying to regain our health. People are too busy trying to survive, to think much about what's happening in the world. So, and that brought up the question in me, why, you know, why isn't any, anybody standing up? Um, and what I saw was the baby boomers were a generation of people born to those who lived through World War II. And they don't stand up and fight because they absorbed too much of the horror carried by their own parents who said, never again. So the children of the baby boomers, known as Generation X, they were born in the 60s and 70s, and they're just stepping into the seat of power. They're the ones now making the decisions, running things, and taking over as their parents retire. And they're too busy running things to stand up and fight. The children of Generation X are known as the Millennials. And they were born in the 80s and the 90s, roughly. Um, they and their children, the Millennials and their children, the children of the Millennials are known as Generation Z. Um, they're building up a fair amount of anger and being caught in the social mess now unfolding. However, they may not fight either in the sense of, you know, getting guns or attacking or whatever. Uh, instead, they use that anger, which anger is change energy that hasn't gone anywhere. So they use that anger to change everything about our world using their understanding of technology, the lessons they learned about health because of COVID, the information emerging about our true history, their experience of being locked up during a supposed pandemic, and the presence of extraterrestrials. And they put all that together and they practically wipe out everything that we thought was normal. There you have it. So that brings us to the end of the look-see for this month. Thank you so much for listening. Go out and make the world the way you want it to be. Take care.